the choir master, to Jeduthun, a psalm of David. We'll read that together, Psalm 39. I said, I will guard my ways that I may not sin with my tongue. I will guard my mouth with a muzzle so long as the wicked are in my presence. I was mute and silent. I held my peace to no avail, and my distress grew worse. My heart became hot within me. As I mused, the fire burned. Then I spoke with my tongue. O Lord, make me know my end, and what is the measure of my days. Let me know how fleeting I am. Behold, you have made my days a few handbreadths, and my lifetime is as nothing before you. Surely all mankind stands as a mere breath. Surely a man goes about as a shadow. Surely for nothing they are in turmoil. Man heaps up wealth and does not know who will gather. And now, O Lord, for what do I wait? My hope is in you. Deliver me from all my transgressions. Do not make me the scorn of the fool. I am mute. I do not open my mouth, for it is you who have done it. Remove your stroke from me. I am spent by the hostility of your hand. When you discipline a man with rebukes for sin, you consume like a moth what is dear to him. Surely all mankind is a mere breath. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and give ear to my cry. Hold not your peace at my tears. For I am a sojourner with you, a guest like all my fathers. Look away from me that I may smile again before I depart and am no more. Beloved Church of our Lord Jesus Christ, Psalm 39 helps the church express her feelings as she deals with the fragility, the temporary nature of our lives here on the earth. The Puritans often spoke about the benefits of preparing ourselves for dying already while we are young. And people continue to produce books that help Christians with such reflection. It's an interesting topic to even consider for a Bible study. When we think about the certainty of our death, our hearts turn to God in hope, for we know that He is the only one who can make us smile. By God's grace, we may reflect on our lives in the certain knowledge of Christ's victory over death, and the resurrection of our bodies to everlasting life. And I preach you the gospel under that theme, Christ is our only hope in this fleeting life. We'll see a Christian's prayer in the distress of life, and a Christian's comfort that brings them to smile. Now, many of us were brought up being told that we shouldn't complain. A bitter spirit leads us to say sinful things. If we complain about our life, we are ultimately complaining about how God is treating us. The problem is that life is often very hard, and it can be difficult to feel sincerely cheerful. As members of Christ's body, we can identify with the distress that is referred to in Psalm 39. We are disappointed with our own failures. We so often lose the people, the things that are very dear to us. 
our racing minds can become overwhelmed with the burdens of illnesses, pain, and mental disorders. We often wonder what purpose God has for all the hardships and, and even, why we were even why we're even here on the earth. The beginning verses of Psalm 39 explain that although we don't want to be complainers, and that's the, if you look at the wording, it's saying we don't want to be complainers or trying to keep our, our mouths shut. We try to hold our tongues. Be careful not to give the wicked any chance of scorning God because of our complaints. Our concerns get to the point that they're burning within us like a fire. We need God to hear us out. We explain what we would like to have. It's a beautiful way to come into the presence of the Lord every time we pray. We're not here to complain in a blaming woe is me way, but we're here in prayer to talk to God like a child does to a parent as he seeks to understand the best way forward. When you look at verse 4 and following, you see that rather than ask for a solution to the problem, the church is praying in Psalm 39 for the right perspective. We don't ask for the fish, but that God might teach us how to fish, how to approach our lives. Verse 4 says, O Lord, make me know my end, and what is the measure of my days. Let me know how fleeting I am. And then the very prayer, Psalm 39, that very prayer helps us gain awareness so that immediately after, already in verse 5, we say, Behold, surely our days are a few handbreadths that look like a few inches compared to the eternal God. Using wording similar to the book of Ecclesiastes and some parts of Psalm 90, even the display text we could see today, the, the, the wisdom we gain from numbering our days is that all mankind stands as a mere breath, a shadow before the Lord. The things dear to us disappear like those things that are they're like clothes eaten by a moth. Being in turmoil about our situation in this life, heaping up wealth just so that someone else might gather it, it's just a really meaningless chasing after the wind. Have you ever just stood back and wondered, what's, what's it all for? What's the point of my stressful daily grind of meeting my bodily needs and the bodily needs of others, the challenges of illnesses, injuries, and imperfection, the sorrows of loss and death? The first step to finding hope is to recognize, like Ecclesiastes teaches, that there is no hope to be found just in life under the sun, where all are fallen sinners and under the curse of death. Then we will seek the God who made the earth and who set each one of us in our place and in our time. Then we will see that we have grace and mercy in him, as he has shown to us in his word. The gospel message is that God reached down from heaven into the rat race labyrinth without exits to rescue his people from the curse, the death, and punishment. It is only by God's grace 
that we pray to God in our distress, and that we can say, and now, O Lord, verse 7, and now, O Lord, for what do I wait? My hope is in you. Christian's comfort that allows us to smile is explained in verses 7 to 11. The church lists three things that our Lord, our, our Master, can give that can grant us relief from the distress. First, we see, verse 10, that our hope is in God's promise to deliver us from our transgressions. For as long as the wrath of God against our sins remains on us, we will continue in our anguish and misery. Our hope is in the forgiveness of sins. Second, we see that our hope is being protected from the scorn of the fool. That's also in verse 8. The fool says there is no God. The fool says your life is over when you die, so do whatever you want right now. Our master protects us from this scorn because he is the author of life, because he conquered death. If a, school, a fool ever scorns you for wasting your lifespan in religious devotion to an invisible God, you just need to remember the resurrection of the body and the life everlasting in fellowship with the creator of heaven and earth in his kingdom. And third, you'll see that our hope is in the Holy Spirit working repentance through discipline so that God can remove his hostile hand of instruction from us. Even in Psalm 39, we can see how the Holy Spirit does this. For right in the, in the psalm itself, the, the, the church moves from, from bitterness over distress to the recognition that even our suffering is from the hand of God. Even in suffering, we can see His love. Although the Lord uses discipline to help us to cut the ties to earthly delights and to remind us that we are but a mere breath, we know that his discipline has a purpose and we find hope in the grace of God revealed in the goal to which he is bringing us. And as we pray in this psalm, when we dwell with God, the last verses, we are like sojourners on the earth. Our relationship to God doesn't mean that we will never suffer distress, but it does mean that even in the midst of our suffering, we will be able to smile in this life before we die. Our suffering is as temporary as our life on the earth. Our sins are punished in Jesus Christ and we are forgiven in Him. We can look forward to the resurrection of the body and God can remove His hand of discipline from us because we have stopped looking for our happiness and joy in the dear things that we so often cling to in this, on this earth. When we believe in Jesus Christ, we no longer need to see death as an enemy to be feared, nor earthly comforts as something we need to have to be happy, for our hope is in the Lord. And in this hope, we can smile before it is our day to depart. Amen.